Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello. Happy Monday. Yeah. Hello and happy Monday. Happy New Year, gang. And welcome to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of 2021. Yeah. Happy New... Who cares? Who cares about that? I mean, it was an awful... Anyway, we've got loads of good stuff coming up on this podcast, including, of course, the fallout from the Arras at Ali Pali. But we start with the Premier League. As Leicester City beat Newcastle at St James's Park and Chelsea got <laughs> sorry that's so unprofessional. Let me try that again. And che- <laughs> oh, I hope the producer Tom doesn't leave this link in. And che- <laughs> Chelsea got spanked at home three-one by Manchester City. Oh, we'll leave all of that in. Oh, yes, he will. Chelsea nil, Manchester City three. You come to me just as Kevin De Bruyne turns in a fantastic goal. I'm angry, I'm disillusioned, I'm frustrated. There is absolutely no leaders in that side whatsoever. We haven't got any of John Terry. We're just being walked over. The problem is the players are not having anything from Frank. They don't believe in him again. It's like having spaghetti bolognese every day. He plays the same style every day, 4-3-3. He plays the same players every day. But my message to them is that we, I am, and we are working very hard. I think we need... There's a reality check for, for all of us, and, and I'm the one at the, at the top of it doing this job now of, of where we're at Chelsea fans as I know them have seen a lot the ones that are older than me that were supporting this club from before me have seen tough times and they've sat through and seen times of squads that are in their prime that are winning year in year out and I think the reality check is that we're not that at the moment the message is clearly to the, to the fans that the work will continue to be done I've got belief in this squad today was a lesson of where we want to get to I played on, under Kevin Keegan and I, I think we, we all can say Kevin was a very emotional manager and you know looking at Frank sometimes and listening to some of his interviews you know he's a very emotional manager he's a very emotional guy and obviously he wants the best for Chelsea but sometimes you do have to detach yourself from that so it's finished here at Stamford Bridge Chelsea 1 Manchester City 3 lots of work for Frank Lampard to do I didn't like our reaction it looked like we went down um, quickly and we shouldn't do because as we showed in elements of the second half and the first 10 minutes of the game we also have our qualities but we know that we aspire to be a team like Man City we aspire to have a team at that level with what they've done over the last four years and we're not there and today the 45 minutes was the lesson that we're not there some of the reaction was good but the result is obviously the, the main thing today of course the victory is so important for the results but to make you happy is the the way you play it is what you expect to do because our future is more brighter when the, the display is good so when the play is good and after the results are consequence it finished at St James's Park decent game in the end Newcastle 1 Leicester City 2 we have ambition 
to improve and develop. And with so many young players, I can see the the development of the, the team clearly. So, uh, of course, if the season finished now, we'd be, we'd be really satisfied. But, but there's still such a long way to go and we, we, we'll finish as high as we possibly can. I think Brendan Rodgers is thinking about Champions League football this season. I really do. They missed out last season. I think that it's like they couldn't get themselves going again after the after the break. Uh, they should have been in Champions League football this season. So I think he'd be telling his, his team, you know, the more than good enough to play Champions League football next season. Come on, let's finish in the top four. And I, I do believe they can do it this season, definitely. They're a very good side. They've been a very, very good side now for a good few years. And that little bit of quality at the top end of the pitch, you leave yourself exposed, give the ball away. Two passes, they're in at your goal and it's the first goal is so important. And you know what? That goal actually came on the back of a really good spell for Newcastle. Good end-to-end match here. Deadlock finally broken though. James Madison with the goal, Newcastle nil, Leicester one. But I didn't think we did. I mean, we deserved to to lose the game today. We know we have to improve in the final pass in the last third, which lets us down at times. But um, overall, I couldn't have asked for anything more with the attitude and the application of what the players give us. Now, on a previous Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast, you might remember Arsenal were in a relegation scrap. Q played the harp music into Gabby and Benty. We might end up being in a relegation battle. However good the coach is, if the players are not buying into his ideas, then what happens next? I think at first everyone was laughing about Arsenal, how they're struggling and they're in a relegation battle. But I actually do think they are now. Well, annoyingly, they're now on the brink of getting into Europe after they tonked West Brom on game day. You'll hear from Andy Cole and Perry Groves, two former Arsenal players, would you believe? Yeah, I know you know that Andy Cole started his career at Highbury, but yeah, Perry Groves also supposedly played for the Gooners. Anyway, before any of that, first up is the Gunners boss, Mikel Arteta. Extremely happy. We knew the importance of that week, uh, playing the three games in the Premier League in seven days. We managed to win the three of them. And Lacazette makes it 4-0. A volley from almost underneath the crossbar. And Arsenal here have been irresistible in the snow. Just going throughout the team, you know, I think it was excellent management at times from Mikel Arteta to make the substitutions when he did. Saka uh, bringing off Bellerin, who had a yellow card. Smith Rowe, young player, who put a really good performance in tonight. So I think all in all, it's been a great evening for Mikel Arteta and Arsenal. He's got to stay with the younger players. He's got to stay and give them the confidence that he's given the team. And mm. say, right, I'm sticking with you because young players, your performance levels will fluctuate a little yeah, bit when to. you're 21, 22, 23. But even if there's one of them goes through, you know, as a sort of dodgy performance or a dodgy half, you've got to stick with them and say, right, I owe you because you've got me out of trouble. So I'm going to keep you in the team because their energy was excellent last yeah. night. And turned in by Bakayo Saka. And that is an outstanding Arsenal goal finished by Saka. Very, very talented. Um, Apparently his attitude is absolutely bang on for a young kid. Uh, wants to learn, wants to progress. Uh, not a big time Charlie, but just watching his performances, you can actually tell. You know what he wants to give us and what he wants to obviously work hard for himself as well as his teammates. I, I, I just love watching him. I love watching his energy as well and what he gives the football club. And the young guns go for it once again. Now, Man City have said they are disappointed with Benjamin Mendy breaching COVID-19 rules by hosting a party on New Year's Eve. Over the weekend, Tottenham also criticised three of their players after they attended a gathering over Christmas, while Fulham were looking into reports that Alexander Mitrovic allegedly broke coronavirus rules as well. 
On TalkSport, this was the reaction from Gabby Agbonahor, Tony Cascarino and the Spurs manager Jose Mourinho. But first, before any of that, it's time to hear from the former West Ham striker Dean Ashton. It's incredible that um, they would be this stupid, to be honest. Um, The position that they're in, they're not going to be the only ones that this happens to around the country. But the position that they're in, the job that they work in, they must know, they must know that any photo that is taken and gets publicised, and rightly so, there should be a big reaction to this because it's just so irresponsible. It's incredible. As uh, some breaking news has just been revealed, and three Tottenham players and one West Ham star broke COVID-19 rules in Tier 4 by spending Christmas Day together. We have um, internal rules and uh, we are a club that provides the players all the perfect conditions for them to be professionals at the highest level but they are not with us for 24 hours and we cannot be in control of our players for 24 hours. There was a group of 18 people who posed for a group shot on Christmas Day, a picture that was accidentally posted on Instagram and of course this is not a good look for the players involved at all. Unfortunately it's not something that makes me happy but uh, I know that very strange things happen in other clubs but that doesn't mean that internally we are not going to be strong with our players. When footballers do get stereotyped, this just adds fuel to the fire. It does. Because it just gives everyone, look, they don't care. They don't live in our world. They don't, and there is a Peter Pan element of being a footballer. For sure. You know, there, there is actually that. There is things that you do that you don't have to, you know, I can't do now that yeah. if I was a yeah. player yeah. at Aston Villa or, or Chelsea or wherever. Yeah. yeah, well, things will be done differently and, and my life would be different. If it comes to the, the, the stage where clubs, if they get matches postponed because their players are breaking COVID rules, they should miss out on the three points. Give it to the team that have... Um, not broken the rules. Maybe that's a punishment that will scare players into um, obeying the rules. Now, PSG, brackets, Paris Saint-Germain, have appointed Richard Pochettino, brackets, Mopo, as their manager after dismissing Thomas Tuchel, brackets, TT. No one called him that. You hear from Lars Sivertson, probably some of the guys on the Transit Express. I'm not sure, actually, who's going to be on this podcast as I'm actually recording this a couple of hours before their show. But we start with Ray Parler on the appointment of the Argentinian. First things he has to do, Mbappe. Can they sign him on a new contract? And obviously Neymar as well. And will he look at people like Deli Alli and Ericsson, who played under him to get them into the uh, club very quickly? So it'll be interesting to see what Pochettino does, who he goes to. It was, it was always a matter of time, mate, because he's a quality manager. The hardcore Paris Saint-Germain fans will absolutely love Maurizio Pochettino of course a, a player who comes from a far less successful era of the club a far less glamorous era of the club but was a captain and adapted and led the team and relates to those people in a way that maybe Thomas Tuchel never could and certainly didn't at Dortmund Kevin he's a very very demanding guy and when you look at the profiles of some of the players at uh, PSG he's gonna he's gonna struggle to get sort of uh, Neymar and Mbappe and the lads to sort of to, to, to run around the way he might like them to Chirente flick around the corner oh Lucas Moura he's done it he has done it he's won it Lucas Moura's got a hat-trick Tottenham have done it there are those who will suggest that they're in entire season hinges on the Champions League. Now, 
that might have been the case in previous seasons when they found Liga a lot easier. That certainly isn't the case with Liga at the moment. And their midfield, especially when they're without Marco Verratti, which they often are through injury and suspension, is a little bit one-paced. That was one of the issues that Thomas Tuchel had to deal with. Ali against Pope, and it's 1-1. And right at the start of the second half, Deli Ali celebrates in front of those Spurs supporters. And that's why Deli Ali was interesting to Paris Saint-Germain before Pochettino was in the mix for the job when Thomas Tuchel was was still in the middle of it. So that's something that I could see happening. And with news that Poch has joined PSG, there are rumours that one of his first signings will be Tottenham's Harry Kane. That won't happen, of course. Daniel Levy has reportedly opened contract talks with the England captain, with Man City apparently preparing a mammoth bid themselves. This was the take of Jamie O'Hara and Darren Ambrose, but first up, this is the Spurs legend Clive Allen. Should Harry Kane ever become available, which I think is very, very unlikely, I, I can't imagine that there's too many clubs that, that could afford him, to be perfectly honest. I would say if there's one that could, it might be Poch if he takes the reins at Paris Saint-Germain. He's through for Harry Kane. Kane from a tight angle. Majestically finished. Harry Kane with the goal. You're looking 150 plus, but Daniel Levy, you're probably looking... Half a billion plus a player. Yeah, <laughs> I don't Half think ninety mil is going to get anywhere near. It doesn't even get you to the negotiating table. Ninety no. million for Harry. I think it's um, it's a derogatory offer. Yeah. If, if if that's true, bit disrespectful. It's not getting you anywhere near. If you look at uh, Haaland, for instance, mm. people would laugh at ninety million for that. Lewandowski. Lewandowski. Kane's in that bracket yeah. for sure. If it's true, it's it's not in the ballpark. If you're talking 150 million, you're going to Man City and Aguero's on his way out. It, it seems the perfect sort of move for him. If I'm honest, mm. if if I if I didn't have my Spurs hat on, because with my Spurs hat on, I'd say no, he should stay. We build a team around him, we keep progressing, and we'll win a title with him. If you take your Spurs hat off a little bit and you go right, he's 27 years of age. He probably wants to shear a record. He doesn't want to go to Spain because the shearer record's available. I think he can reach it, and he can play for Man City with Pep Guardiola and probably take them to another level again it would be you know I'd probably be going to the agent if we don't win something this season it's time to move on now of course it was the PDC Darts World Championship final last night as Gary Anderson and Gerwin Price went to battle for the biggest prize in the sport this is how it sounded on TalkSport obviously I can't tell you what happened because again I'm recording this before even an arrow has been thrown Now, it's about harnessing your thoughts and believing that your time is now, Gazi Price. The Iceman could be world champion on double five right now and is. He is the 2021 world champion. He got there eventually. It took him so many match starts, but Gerwin Price of Wales is now the world number one and he is a world champion for the very first time. Well done, Gazi Price. You've just done it. It was hard work, but Gerwin Price got there. 11 match darts, he blew them, but he managed to nail double five when it mattered most. And Wales, Gerwin Price, the former rugby union, former rugby league player, is now world darts champion. In addition to his World Cup win for Wales, what a moment for a proud family man, Gerwin Price. Simon Jordan here, you and I both listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Back now to Andy Cole on the Sunday sessions, on the time he left Newcastle United to join, of course, a much bigger United in Manchester. 
I was tired. We we had a game against Southampton on the Sunday. We drove down from uh, Newcastle to Southampton. In those days, everything was coach. We had to go on the coach, you know. And we played on the Sunday. Then we went up to London on on the uh, Sunday after the game and had a warm down on the Monday. And I, I was I'm not lying. I was I was so tired. I was playing all the games and you know my first season in the Premier League and it it it, 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 it wasn't easy. Put it that way. And uh, Kevin Hart's been that more if I fancy training. I said to him, to be honest. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a bit tired. And Kevin told me in no uncertain words what to do. So I said to Kevin, okay, not a problem, I'm off. And I packed my bag, grabbed the shower, and I went missing for four days. To be fair, Newcastle just played in the FA Cup the Sunday against Blackburn. Drew 1-1 one, one at St. James's uh, Monday morning, went in for a warm down. Everything seemed fine. Went home, chilled out for the rest of the afternoon. Uh, sitting down in the evening just about to watch uh, Sheffield United versus Manchester United in the FA Cup. And I got a phone call from my agent saying oh, he's coming up to Manchester to come and collect me. The deal's on for me to move to Man United. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, uh, the deal's been agreed. Uh, £6 million and uh, Keith Gillespie's going to, going to Newcastle. I've made that decision. Yeah, there's two ways it can go from here. If I get it wrong, I know what the consequences are. And I was like, no, that can't be right. I put the phone down. He phoned me straight back. He said, no, I'm not messing about. The deal's on. It's been done. So uh, pack yourself an overnight bag and you know you're about Old Trafford first thing in the morning. That's it for another podcast, you think? I'm back tonight, yeah, on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Of course, taking your calls after, come on you Saints, Southampton play Liverpool. Come on the Saints. There will of course be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks about Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to download it for free. Until then, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.